listening to the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders, learn the why, and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. to the Leadership Legacy Podcast. This is episode number two. I'm sitting in the office of Remodelaholic today with Justin and Cassidy Kamich here in the lovely, beautiful state of Utah. Good job. Yo! Uh, They run Remodelaholic.com. If you haven't been there, you should definitely check it out. Um, uh, They have a billion different things going on when we're in their office. And... um, just looking out at the pretty mountains, the snow-covered mountains on one side, and and just uh, uh, pretty mountains on the other with no snow, um, <laughs> it's it's really cool, and I'm excited to be here. Um, so thank thank you for having me. We're glad you're here. Yeah. It's a fun surprise, Welcome. actually. Awesome. Um, and you'll have so many other awesome things planned. We've been talking about some of the new projects that y'all are working on, and so I'm excited to be a part of that. I know even my entire team at Even Par Solutions is excited. So. Um, and we're excited you're helping us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we need good helpers. Yeah. Um, so, Leadership Legacy Podcast, we interview influential leaders that are leaving lasting legacies. And so we we obviously love working with y'all and have been for six, seven years, yeah. maybe a little bit longer. Um, and just love what you're doing here, what you stand for, uh, what uh, projects that you're working on that are coming out in the future, what they stand for, and just what you're doing as a as a as community leaders, and um, in the blogging industry, uh, what you're doing there. So, uh, I have several questions. Uh, okay. Hopefully, we can get through some of these. Um, the first question I like to ask is, how did you get this job? Um, good question. Good question. How did we get this job? So. In college, we, we got married pretty young. I was 20. He was 23. And um, so we were in college together. And we transferred from um, our first college where we got our associate's degree. I'll try to make this fast. To a new college, and it was a four-year program for each of us when we transferred. So we had our associates, but we kind of had to start over. And um, before we left, Justin had a really good job, so we were able to buy a 100-year-old house to fix up that we did throughout college, and then we sold it, and um, we both got design degrees. He's a landscape architect, and I got my degree in interior design. And so we were doing what we loved. We moved um, to North Carolina, and he started working, and I started a small just personal blog for friends so we could show what we were doing on our next house because that's what we really liked to do and um, then the economy dropped out and we moved to Texas and um, because their economy was awesome their economy was still going (laughs) that was lucky everything's big in Texas everything's bigger in Texas anyway so um, so we moved there and um, I got pregnant and so I was kind of like, what am I going to do with a baby? That, you know, I, I wanted to stay home with my kids, but then I had a baby. And as much as I loved her, I 
needed something to do. Mm-hmm. And so while I was pregnant, I started reading blogs and um, I was inspired by quite a few blogs, but there was one in particular that I read and I loved them. I love their personality, but they did something and they, they did it so wrong in DIY. Like it just, they didn't understand what they were doing. So they had butted these two moldings together and like patched it. And I'm like, that's going to crack in three days. It's not going to last. And so I was like, if this, if they're earning money and both of them are working on this, like we could do this. Cause by, at this point, this was our, technically like our fourth house we were remodeling so um i was like what make money online that's weird (laughs) he didn't yeah yeah. so he had his job and i started a blog and worked every day night and day for like nine months and i remember getting my first hundred dollar check from google (laughs) and this was like nine months total Mm -hmm. and being like i have arrived yeah. <laughs> that was it. So that's how it so, started. So, yeah, slowly I was able to tell my job because th- the Texas economy actually started slowing down. And so it gave us an opportunity to work less at that job, mm-hmm. but then start to build the online blog, which was cool, to be able to kind of transition to being a full-time blogger and so eventually i was able to just um, quit the texas job and we decided at that time it was better to be closer to family so then we moved texas to here and continued growing it (laughs) And we've just worked on it ever since. Then. One little project at a time, wherever we were. Yeah. But we really, we took that Texas house and really made a lot of big changes. And made it really nice for the next owners. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we only enjoyed it for like a couple of weeks and then we basically Well, we finished on. it. We finished it to move. <laughs> so hey. That's what usually happens. But it provided a lot of good content that got us started so that was good so we've been self-employed since 2012 awesome that's six years both of us yeah yeah that's a long time yeah lots happened it's lots that's happened in six years yeah pinterest came around no time (laughs) it's been around no it's been here longer anyway (laughs) it's kind of crazy to think like holding this apple iphone it's like it's been it's been here forever, but really, you know, it's only been about 10, yeah. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah, we're so yeah. used to it. Yeah. My kids will never see a flip phone or a, <laughs> they may never see a, a phone in our they home. They might come back. Yeah, flip phones may come back. That's true. <laughs> um, so you talk about how you really love, you really love design and you really loved uh you know, kind of doing your own thing, but why did you, what made you want to do design instead of something different? Uh, why did you start this remodel holic? Um, well, I come from a creative family. My father's a chainsaw woodcarver and my mother is a seamstress, but, um, 
So growing up, I was always sewing and climbing over logs outside and um, just around this creative entrepreneur type environment. And so I kind of feel like that's the only way to go. And when we were um, looking for the next college to transfer to, when we were finally like, okay, we're going to get our bachelor's degrees, Justin wanted to do engineering because he worked for an engineering firm. He has a drafting degree. And, um, but he's an amazing artist. So I was kind of like, well, why would you not, the artist in me, the like creative in me is like, well, you have to do something creative. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know if I could have chosen anything different. You? Um, no, I'm, I'm glad I took the path that I did to get to where I'm at. I've always been creating things since I was little, fixing things, just working with my hands, and and landscape architecture ended up being a better fit than an engineer because it provided <coughs> provided more creativity outlet, I guess. Um, but even though I don't do that full time now, but I still I'm still designing and creating and using mm-hmm. the same process. I think it's just I think it's just the idea of creating that we really love that we couldn't not do. So so the truth of the matter is before we started Remodelaholic, that was our um, hobby. Yeah. So we were always fixing and remodeling and changing within a budget because we didn't have any money. And so that was the way we could get what we wanted. So now it's just what we do for work. Yeah. Does that answer? Yeah, that's great. No, that's great. Yeah, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah, the question was, why did you decide to, you know, to design? Yeah. To go into the design world instead of, you know, uh, being an engineer or being a police officer or fire, you know, fire, you know, fire department or, or whatever. Um, well, I think it, it's funny because Cass and I, as we go back and look at our childhoods, they were really similar, and they were um, actually. I, I would sit down in my bedroom and I would draft up my room so did I. and I would rearrange my furniture. I'm like, how could I rearrange it this week? You know, what could we do different? Mm-hmm. How can I make like a bunk bed or something that, that is different than what it is? And she did the exact same thing. I totally did. I, I draft up my dream tree house with like built-ins galore. Like, and so, so we both love that. <laughs> I don't think you can take it out of us. That's yeah. the problem. It's the same so. same thing for me. Um, <clears throat> I, I think of myself as being creative, um, different ways, uh, designing websites or helping someone design an experience. But when I grew up, I mean, I would I was in my attic a couple weeks ago, and I found all these drawings of golf courses. Oh, I love I had, it. Where I had you know decided I was going to design golf courses. I was going to be a golf course architect or something. Awesome. And so you got all these colored pencil drawings of all these different golf courses, and I'm like, what in the world? And I love that. I mean, that's your business name, kind. You know yeah, what I no, mean? It's, like it's that's definitely, the thing. Yeah, it's definitely um, intertwined. Creativity and golfing are are two of my big passions. Yeah, I love it. So you have you. So you started off, both of you, kind of doing this yourself. And as, as the years have gone on, you've added people uh, to the mix to help with the social media, with the mm-hmm. website, with uh, with YouTube, and 
Um, what when you're looking for either an intern, either an intern or someone to work for you, what are you looking for in that person? Definitely, I want someone that has a drive to get things done without me having to tell them to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really lucky in that my employees are fabulous and. I love that they take the initiative to think about things and, and they personalize our blog and they think, well, this is going to be good for the blog. And um, and I think because they have that passion and they have that ability, I feel like they really succeed. Mm-hmm. And it helps us succeed. So that's, yeah, that's so really we, important. We recently hired somebody and, and it was it was a hard process because you have to kind of pick through people you have to try to find people that are even interested in helping your business Mm -hmm. um but we found somebody and she's she's awesome because we don't have we i mean we train her what to do but then she comes back and says what if we did this she's finding other solutions that we haven't really looked at yeah it's it's really helpful because she feels that I don't know and I think that's what's important like you need to give them at least the room to kind of be like this is how I'm going to fulfill my job Mm -hmm. and and it's going to be fun for me it'll be a challenge for them as well so yeah hiring somebody that that kind of looks outside the box and that's not Mm -hmm. just okay tell me exactly what I need to do and I'll do it yeah I mean there's definitely a place there's definitely a place for that type of person um because there, I mean, there are people that you know just need a script, and they just need to because they don't, you know, right. creativity is not their is is not their you know forte. But yeah, I I agree with you 100. percent If you have people that are working with you that feel like your business is their business and they want to make a difference and they want to pour everything they can into it, it completely changes the the landscape of your business. Absolutely, it's hard for us. It's been hard to find <clears throat> find people, but we've been really lucky. With who we have found, so I'm, I'm super glad we have them. How many people do y'all have working for you now? Um, Eight or ten. <laughs> I'd have to really like I write it. And there are different levels. Of, yeah. Of how much they put in per week, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's. <sighs> we we pay over twenty people a, a year. Yeah. Like in in a year's time. Well, and that doesn't include like contributors to the blog, so that's just people that are working for Remodelaholic. So definitely, like yeah, I, uh, ten, at least ten, maybe more, and and some are shorter and some are longer term. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a, and they're mostly part time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I find. It's it's good to have a mix of people that, you know. Maybe they have a full-time job and they just need some extra money and you want to be able to help them and they're passionate about what you're doing and want to help. One of the things that I'm actually very passionate about because this is important to me is that I wanted I wanted my whole life to be a stay-at-home mom. Like that's what I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but I'm very fulfilled with this work. And so a lot of the people that work for me are stay-at-home moms. They work from home. Mm-hmm. And they, they're able to be with their kids and yet help, you know, bring in money for their family. And so, like, I'm super passionate about that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy that 
Um, they can be mothers and yet still at home and still providing. I think that's harder. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to be perfectly honest. Working from home with children is much harder than, and I guess maybe I hurt feelings saying that, and I don't mean to, but you're doing two jobs at the same time always. Yeah. And that's uh, hard. <laughs> so. Yeah, I admire the stay-at-home mom that has a, that has a job. Yeah, because it's two it's, it's two full time jobs. I mean, I have a hard time working it working out of my home office. Yeah, uh, with uh, with the kids running around, and to be able to to leave and go to a coffee shop or something is is a break for me, and I can get work done. But it's mm-hmm. not. There's never a break for my wife. She's she's either helping run a business, helping uh, you know the kids with homework, or yeah. you know trying to potty train our our youngest. <laughs> and so I I I admire. Stay-at-home mom, uh, I, I couldn't do it. It's hard. It's, I definitely couldn't. It's do definitely it. hard, but that's that's one thing that I'm I'm really proud of with our business. So what's next for Modelaholic? <laughs> well, we just what's next? <laughs> without giving away any secrets to anything that's that's coming down the road. We definitely talked about some new ideas. Um, well, we were talking about this. I, I feel like with a blog, the one thing. So when we started, you know, you have your different peers that you get to know and and you work with. And then um, I have found that like that peer group kind of this sounds rude, but it sort of fizzles out in that, you know, people decide to do different things. They move on. But um, so you've kind of had to find new peer groups and keep keep adding to who you know and how you work together with other um, people in your field and um, but additionally with the blog I, I found that like every couple years you kind of have to reinvent it mm-hmm. you kind of have to figure out okay what's the next big thing and what am I going to go toward and right now our big thing that we're really working on and it's not any surprise to anybody that's in the industry but it's definitely video so we've been really working on our YouTube um, presence and Oh, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. really, really difficult. And we have these moments where finally YouTube is sharing it for us in browse features. Mm-hmm. And then they stop and we have to like figure out, okay, how do we get another semi-viral video? Not even viral because it's mm-hmm. not even that big. But to get YouTube to share it for us. And yeah. so it's just a constant like evolution in order to keep growing the blog. So definitely there's... There's some new ideas that are coming down the line, but right now, currently, we're working on video. What's the hardest? What's the hardest thing, other than getting the getting the eyes on that on those videos? What's the hardest thing to do when creating content for those videos, or coming up with content, or we're I think we're pretty good at creating content. <laughs> it's it's getting that organizing content, content. <laughs> organized and produced for other people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And and that and that's the hard part because right now there's a production company of just two of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like we're recording and the we're tripod planning. is has been hired to hold the camera, and so it's there's a lot more involved with video than it's been a new so, taking a picture and mm-hmm. putting it on a blog post. And since last June, so we bought a new house and we have. Probably 20 episodes worth, YouTube episodes worth of projects we've been working on that we really want to share. But 
we have to get this first video done and it we've just been so hindered to finish it like because we have to go through all of these files and um and we even have an editor for mm-hmm. our videos so i'm not even doing that work we have a fabulous editor but we still have to give him content <laughs> and that's so filtering the out the content to give to him is yeah i think a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that goes into i mean stay-at-home mom bloggers um or people that are running businesses from their homes i think a lot of people on the outside just say oh they're working from home how easy can it get i mean they're living the life right they have no idea i if mean the not. amount of I mean, just doing a, a website and keeping up with a blog and then running a family and a home is, is, a, is two full-time jobs on top of remodeling a home and putting out projects and putting out content on social. and Well, and working with brands and they have their demands and their needs. Mm-hmm. And additionally, you know, we're sitting in our dining room right now and there has been a time in the past in this dining room where the table was in the living room and there was a bedroom set up. Mm-hmm. you know, a fake bedroom set up so we could photograph a headboard that we built. Mm-hmm. And so we had two processes with the headboard. We had an unfinished wood look and we had a painted look. And um, we had to ha- keep the kids off of this fake bedroom in the middle of our house Even for five cats. days. They just wanted to be on it and mess it up. And it was like, don't touch it, you know, and that's just... You keep your kids out of your dining room for five days, which is in the middle of our house. You have to walk yeah. through it to get to the bedrooms or the kitchen. So that can it be can a, be very difficult. Yeah. And just thinking about every single thing you do, you might need to document it. And mm-hmm. it really and, and the time it takes, it takes 25 minutes to set up the GoPro and find the lights and do this and that. Mm-hmm. And We just need to wear the, like a GoPro helmet all over the place. <laughs> that, and that would be so strap awesome. Strap cameras to us. <laughs> there you go. Watch us live. <laughs> well, what do you think is the most popular thing that, the most popular types of videos that you're putting on YouTube right now um, that people kind of engage with and that you've seen the most traction from? Is it the bigger projects where it takes a long time to do them, or is it the small, easy things, or is it somewhere in the middle? Well, so there's some outliers, you know, that just do well. Um, we had a great contributor project that just came through, and it um, is the the Benjamin Franklin chair that flips and becomes a ladder. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he built plans for it, That's and. Cool. Um, and the reason that has done so well is because it is so like surprising. Mm-hmm. People are like, "How does this work?" So cool. And so it's like it's exciting to watch because it's like, you know, how did how did this come together? Um, but ultimately, the videos that have done the best have been videos that we have recorded. Well, and things that kind personally of that and that's hard. We're like, oh, we need a need. We have a need for this. Mm-hmm. We need to create and build this. And so fulfilling a need created something pretty cool and unique. But then people have that need, and so they think, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I'll do that. And I think, um, yeah, those those end up being, being the better videos. Well, and just in general on YouTube, I found that people want to be invested in you as a person. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so that matters. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think when they see your face, when they hear your voice, they feel connected to you. Yeah. And it's it's kind of that, you know, you see people on TV and you're like, I, you know, I know them because I see them every day on TV and you see them out in public and they're, you know, you go up and say hey to them, they're kind of taken aback and you're like, wait, I know you. I you're, we're you friends, we're buddies. <laughs> you're in my living room every day. Um, yeah, it's always a neat. Um, it would be hard to, I mean, be that famous, like, and... I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily to, want that. To have to live in the public eye. Like, yeah. Like at that level. Yeah. Um, what's the What's the best business book or what's kind of the best place for you to go get inspiration on the business side of Remodelaholic? Um, I think that goes back to, I've definitely read business books and um, we tend to talk about those kind of things. We we listen to Audible books, you know, on mm-hmm. on. Um, family trips and things and so that's that's really nice um but when it comes to business tips i've found the best resource is like a facebook group of your peers that are also doing the same work so kind of a mastermind group Mm -hmm. um and technically we need to create a mastermind group that kind of has a bigger reach than just blog land Mm -hmm. But um, whenever I hear someone else try something, and then I can put my experience with it and I can get a, a better picture of what's going on. So that's, I really feel like that's where I find my best business advice. And so that might include conferences and things like that. But then sometimes if you go to too many, then you're just overwhelmed and it stops progress. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I can't do this all. Yeah, it's too much so, overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to different podcasts. Um, it's it's really easy to do. Really, you know, as I'm building something, I can just listen to somebody mm-hmm. share their experiences. But um, I don't know. I don't read a whole lot, but I I have been trying to listen. His honey-do list is too long. Yeah, <laughs> He's working what, on all the projects. <laughs> just just listening to those that have succeeded. Um, in, in their stories is inspirational. Yeah. Cool. It gives you ideas. Yeah. Or if you were to ever, if you were to ever write a book about the journey of Remodelaholic or journey of your life, what would the title be? I'm not going to hold you to it, but I just like to ask um, that question. Kind of title, The remo- Remodelaholic Life. <laughs> Remodelaholic. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is real life. I don't know something about it being real life. I like it. That's kind of boring. No, it's all real. We'll have to get back. Is this is this our life? Is this (laughs) this how we actually (laughs) live? Is this real life? (laughs) Oh, Um, I don't know. Just kind of like I don't know of a specific title, but. And what would it be about? Just, just about yeah. the mess trying of things out. Everything. <laughs> you know, pushing yourself and like I I never thought making money online was a thing, but we didn't know it until we tried. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and now but, it's providing for your family yeah. and providing for other people's families. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is trying new things. Scary. Yeah, I don't. I I would. Try. It's, it's almost a joke. It's do or almost do a not. joke of what life. Do or do not. I like that. 
Well, I've got one last question that I ask everybody okay. as we are ending, ending our time. And I'm really interested to hear this from y'all because there are so many, y'all, y'all are involved in so many things. Um, but, and I'd like to hear from both of you. And it may be, you may have the same answer to this question. But at the end of your life, when you look back on everything that you've accomplished, everything that you've taught your kids, um, everything that you've done in the community, everything you've done online, when, you, when you're ready to, to leave this world, what do you want your legacy to be? <laughs> I love stunned silence. You know, I, I, I think I would have different legacies for different people. Okay. If that makes sense, like I would want my children to know that um, that I had faith in a God and that that was supremely important to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I would want like our readers to know that um, I care about them and I want them to succeed. Like, but also it's not all about me. I think that's something that um, has been important in my life. Like. I can appreciate someone else's project and say, this is so great. I don't have to be the one that produced it. It doesn't have to be all about me. Like I would like other people to feel excited about what they done, they've done. And um, I don't know. I don't, I, maybe I need to think about this question more Yeah. and see, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, I, I was just thinking of help and, um, and me being a helpful person to other people and helping other people help themselves. Yeah. I don't know. We, we try to provide um, good content to help other people improve their surroundings. So, and I, I love serving people, uh, helping them out. And so just legacy of service and helping I don't know if that makes sense but yeah, I like that but just um, I would like to be the know be known as a guy that was helpful to others I like it we are definitely helpful to me um, <laughs> I have been blessed to to, to be a service uh, to your site and oh, thank you um, and I've been blessed to sit here and, and get to know you, um, get to sit in your in your office and and meet you for the first time in a long time. And I'm going to make sure that it's not seven years before we before we meet again. Um, but I appreciate you having me here and uh, just sitting down and taking some time from a busy schedule uh, to to meet um, and do this podcast. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you.